All right, so just uh, have a question kind of out of uh, the gate uh, today. Prior to 2020, I'm curious if you can think of a, a season of your life, a year that you've walked through where you're like, yeah, let's not do that again. Uh, I'm sure most of us, all of us in the room can remember the, the year that we lost somebody and we just would not want to repeat those 365 days. We can remember some kind of uh, loss of a job, some kind of pain, some kind of suffering. I think what's really powerful about church is when we get together to sing, like we just know that there's somebody in the house who is just walking through something really tough. And so we get to sing these praises of God, these promises of God, these truths of scripture, and we're not always like in the same place. And it's really powerful. One of the gifts that I have as a pastor is that I know some of the things that you're walking through. And what's so powerful for me in this work that I get to do is to watch you sing when you're in the middle of it. Not at the end, not when it's all resolved, when the credits have rolled, but while you're in it. And I think that's a really powerful thing. What's been interesting about the, the last year is that's not really been <laughs> what the last year has been. It's not just been this person's been in it or this person's been in it, but it's communal. Like we've all kind of been in this thing together. And so when I think about my own life, my own journey, like I think about the year 2000. And it was about this time, Easter time of 2000, uh, when my parents stopped living in the same house. And it all unfolded in a super traumatic way. It involved us uh, moving to Southern California, and it involved my dad staying here, and it involved like our house in Sioux Falls, like not ever selling. And so my parents owned some homes, my grandparents owned some homes in Southern California. So we lived in one of those homes waiting for this house to sell. And the, the realtor would, you know, call my mom on a weekly basis. Yeah, I don't know what's going on. It's a good market. It's just not moving at all. Okay, well, let's like, let's decrease the price. Let's, and it just never, never sold until one day the realtor just told my mom, she's just, he's just like, you know, I just don't know that if there's another person that's supposed to live in this house. I just wonder if you guys are supposed to live in this house. And so months and months and months after living in Southern California, we packed up all our stuff, our animals, the kids, uh, into this, this Pontiac van uh, that had no business driving to California. Anybody have one of those cars in your story? Um, but God was good, and he was faithful, and he was so kind to us in those days. It was really embarrassing, honestly, to move somewhere and then move back and try to explain to people that knew what we went through as a family was all very public. And so everybody kind of knew about it. And to have to explain, yeah, I was living there, but now I'm back. I don't know how many times I had to talk about that. Uh, with teachers and friends, and uh, I had a significant uh, church community uh, when I was a teenager uh, that was of great help uh, and hope uh, to me. And one of the things we talked about in that season, uh, some 21 years later, which feels, wow, that went real fast, um, is that 
when you walk through hard things, there are some choices that you have. Uh, there are things that we walk through and we just don't have any choice in it. Like it just happened to us. And, but there also, like there always is choice. And something we talked about as a family in those days um, is that we can stay together or we can splinter. Uh, we can break apart uh, because of the difficulty. Uh, and the difficulty, the pain, has already stolen so much. So why would we allow the pain to steal even more? Why would we continue to leave our wallet open and just allow it to keep taking from us? And so when I think about uh, where we have been the last year, that's also a year I would not like to do again. I don't know if anybody in the house would uh, agree with that today, but when I kind of make my list of years where I'm like, nah, let's not do that one, uh, 2000 definitely uh, is on the list. Uh, 2020 is definitely on the list. And uh, what's unique about 2020 is that individuals went through hard stuff, uh, organizations went through hard stuff, churches uh, went through hard stuff, and we just want to be able to kind of look back and reflect on kind of where we've been. So if this happens to be like your first Sunday invitation, welcome. We're so glad you're here. Uh, this is sort of the moment that maybe you experience as a teenager when you go to your friend's house and they get in trouble <laughs> and you're there. And it's like, do I leave or should I like stay? Dennis, what do you want me to do? And it's like, well, you can sit right there, but this is about the, like, this is that moment. All right, and, and we're not trying to do this in any kind of like private way. We're not having a meeting like after the gathering. I think sometimes what happens in churches is we separate the business of the organization from the belief of the organization. And we just have a firm belief that whether we are singing songs, whether we are opening scripture, whether we are having a meeting, it's all worship to Almighty God. And so we're not going to try to separate those things. And also, we're not going to have church and then try to ask you to come back later in the afternoon. That's insanity, all right? So I just want to talk through uh, a few things. Got to turn this on first. So kind of a timeline of, of where we've been. This is a clicker Sunday, just so you know, all right? So uh, March 15th, uh, 2020, that was the first Sunday that... Uh, we did not uh, gather as a church. I remember Caleb and I setting up the week before, and we started talking about what was going on in the world, and we were very naive um, in that moment. And the uh, 15th of March was uh, the first Sunday that uh, we didn't gather. also happens to be the Ides of March, so I'll just let that be uh, right there for the English fans uh, in the house. Uh, and then uh, from there, kind of through July, uh, we recorded some messages and put those online. Uh, we used some Facebook Live kinds of things to, to still do our best to stay connected. Of course, it wasn't the church that we're used to. Of course, it's kind of like having sugar-free pie. Like, it's just not the same, but it was what we had. And there's a group of people that just put in a ton, a ton of work um, in those days. And so uh, Caleb Hoover spent a ton of time putting all of those things together. He happens to own a multimedia a video production company, and, and so he really helped um, during that time too. Uh, also Matt Schock, uh, who's not here today, he spent a lot of time kind of helping us schedule and publish uh, all these things, and he understands way more than I ever will about all of that. Um, what's cool about that story I can talk about because he's not here. Um, he's a former youth group student 
uh, of mine, and so it was really cool to just have be in a place of learning uh, from him and to see God use him in just a really uh, a cool way. So that was kind of what we did uh, there. And then in July, we did some stuff in the park. And so we gathered uh, in the park on Sunday nights because it was a little bit cooler. Uh, at least that was my idea. Uh, there were a couple of those nights where we were like, bro, this is way hotter than it would have been if we would have been here at 10 o'clock. Um, and those were some really significant moments too. That was some of the first times when we uh, were seeing one another um, in public, and there's a cool story uh, one night that kind of unfolded. Uh, there was like a 22-year-old kid uh, who happened to be in the park uh, who, whose life just was really hard and confusing and, and difficult, and he uh, didn't live in Sioux Falls. He was trying to get back uh, to another place, and uh, we were, I had the opportunity just to meet him and to, to help him and order him a pizza uh, and just to really uh, do what we could to come alongside of him. Uh, we gave him a duffel bag uh, with some uh, reading material. He didn't have like a bag at all. He just all of random stuff. And so I had, an, I had one, and so we kind of did that. And it was actually a really cool moment. His name is Tyler. And then weeks later, um, his mom called me and just thanked us for what we have done, got him on this bus, and he got back uh, to the southeast United States. And so uh, even in church looking differently, God's like, no, I'm still going to give you opportunities to serve. I'm still going to give you opportunities to love. And so that's, that's a cool story. Uh, and then uh, September um, 27th, uh, 2020 is kind of when we unfolded what the church is going to look like in the midst of all this. So we had a meeting in the park where it was real windy, and we talked about masks and we kind of had this whole conversation around that and just kind of said, hey, like, we want to make sure that we really prioritize doing this right over being right, because it'd be a really easy thing to fight about and point fingers and, and all of that. And so we outlined all of that. I will tell you, I've probably never, no, not probably, I've never been more nervous for a week of church in my entire life, but I'm really proud of how you participated in that moment and how you participated since. Uh, this is a thing, when you do what I do, you get to hear about lots of stories about lots of different churches. And I will just tell you, this issue has created a lot of brokenness in a lot of churches. And so I'm grateful uh, that we've been able to walk through that together. And then uh, the 4th of October uh, was the first uh, gathering that we had back in this place. Uh, for a while, we did two gatherings because we just didn't know uh, what numbers were going to look like, what that was all going to be. And after a couple Sundays where we had like one big gathering and then one gathering with like one family and the worship team and me, we're like, okay, I think we could all do one together. And so uh, we, we did that. Uh, and then January 17th, is uh, when we brought uh, some kids ministry things back. And so all of October, all of November, all of December, we had all the kids in the room. And just a beautiful thing that we're not going to expect kids to somehow walk into these doors and automatically in their development, they walk forward a decade. Like, they just are who they are, and we celebrate that. And so, but I'm grateful to uh, serve and be a part of a church uh, that leaves space uh, for race cars going all over the floor and, and all of that. We did our best in those days. So I'm thank you for being kind and for being patient 
Um, that I just happen to think that what if it's a moment like that that helps them someday in a moment when they wonder if the church is for them? That the fact that the church gave them space, I think that's powerful. Uh, and then today, April 11th, 2021. So we also want to talk a little bit about money. Yeah, let's talk about money. So you're not as excited as I am. All right, so 2019 giving kind of shows where we were at $183,635. I'm not convinced it's on the button. Um, that's, but who knows? If it is, that's amazing. That like there's no change. I have no idea. Um, but that's kind of where we were at. 2020 giving, 177,938. That's only 3.2% less. So I want to tell you why that's amazing. Because we gathered in January and February, in two weeks in March, and then we gathered in October and November and December. And at the end of the year, we only gave $6,000 less than gathering for like 47 times in this room. So can we just like express some gratitude? That's amazing. That's amazing. Um, our, kind of our year-to-date giving, uh, we are on pace to outgive our 2019 giving by like $50,000. So you can kind of do the math of, of what that is. And so uh, Bill Heinrich, uh, who uh, serves on our finance team, he put together this awesome graph. So I can send this to you because I know you can't really see it. So if you like, you're really into this, I will, I have lots of stuff I can send your way. Just kind of shows the graph. And here's kind of the, you can kind of sort of track where uh, our giving has been the last couple of years. Obviously, COVID has really impacted churches' financial makeup. And so here's a graph that just kind of shows, you know, 64% of churches experienced a giving decrease, eight experienced an increase, 27, there was no change. And then down here, I know you can't see this. Um, but, you know, you're talking about like 17% of churches were down 10%, 17 were down 20%, 13 were down 30%, and onward about 10% of churches in America giving went down 75%. And so it's just that's not saying, oh, I'm so grateful that's not us. I'm saying let's pray. Like let's pray for churches in America who find themselves in a really tough spot uh, because I think it would be very easy for that to be us. And so... Let's, if that, that's your prayer list, all right? So that's kind of all the, the financial end of things. Uh, we also have kind of our ch current checking account balance uh, between $15,000 roughly right now. We keep that between 15 and 20 uh, typically. And then we have what's called a TD Ameritrade account. Uh, and that's got $487,000 in it right now. And so that's kind of where that is. That's like for someday in the future uh, when we have an opportunity to have a building of our own, that's what that is for. So Dylan Qualley, who is a member here, he kind of helps us. He does this for a living. And so he kind of helps us track where that's at and helps us make wise uh, decisions uh, about that money. So that's all of that. So kids ministry, we'll talk about that. So December 31st, uh, Melissa Simpson uh, transitioned uh, from our staff um, because she was getting married, and that happened yesterday, and so we got to marry Jeff and Melissa, and just an awesome day, and, and they're so excited for this next chapter in their lives, and uh, she's moving to Madison, and so uh, she transitioned, and then January 1st, 
And we welcome Bobby Frederick as the interim kids ministry director. She serves on our directional team, and she's done kids ministry in the past. And so I was able to call her and say, hey, will you help us for a couple of weeks? Because we wanted to bridge uh, between Melissa and the new person. And so I asked if she would serve in that role. Um, and she did. Bobby, will you just wave? Awesome. We would say thank you to her. That was such a great thing. That helped us a lot. Uh, her experience and heart helped us a lot. Uh, and then on the 17th, uh, Littles and K2 returned. We didn't really announce it, but if there were kids here, we were kind of like, hey, you can. We kind of went over in that area and kind of got rolling uh, with that. And then March 1st, uh, we welcomed Nicole Fluth as our kids ministry director. She's doing an incredible job. Uh, she is an OT in her day job, and so she has so much knowledge and expertise in helping kids uh, stay focused, helping kids develop, and so she's got just awesome ideas and things that she wants to do in the kids' ministry. So she's running that, and that's been going awesome. Uh, what's in progress right now is that we're uh, building uh, the kids' ministry team. So prior to COVID, uh, we had a large group of people who are serving on our kids' ministry team. And so um, people would serve kind of once a month, and it was all, it was like working well. If you weren't here, just let me tell you how well things were working at Invitation. No, um, and then we experienced the pandemic together. And so uh, we're in the process of getting enough people serving on that team in that ministry so that we can bring back the third through fifth grade group, which we are going to do that. It's just going to take us some time to do so. And so we're not trying to do everything all at once. This is what we did when we planted Invitation. Uh, it wasn't like day one we had all of these things. It, we took a methodical approach because I believe that if you build things slowly, you can have a, something that's lasting. But if you try to build it really quick and all in one day, it's probably not going to last very long. And so that's kind of our approach in that. So that's our hope, that in the fall we will be able to have uh, the third through fifth grade uh, crew um, back and rolling. All right. So if you're sitting here today and you're like, oh man, I would really like to get involved um, in that. That's something that during this season of life would be great for me. I would love for you to let Nicole know that. You can talk with her about that. You can come and talk to me. I know Nicole's not in a room right now, uh, but you can talk to me. And I can get you connected uh, with her. So that's kids ministry. Talk about student ministries a little bit. Uh, they did Zoom stuff uh, over the spring, and so meet a couple times a month, uh, and they would do that. And so I want to recognize Thomas Ryan. We're going to raise your hand. That'd be great. And then Zach and Rachel Abraham, right over there. Um, that's our student ministry team. They just do uh, an incredible job. Super thankful uh, for your investment in the teenagers uh, in the church. And then in September, they started doing some things um, in person. So they meet twice a month. So since we're still kind of getting stuff uh, rolling in that way, uh, we meet uh, two times a month and they do different activities. I know they did like the frontier climbing thing um, a few weeks ago and and so things are, that's what that has looked like. And so I'm really grateful that um, God has really blessed your efforts uh, during uh, 2020. So thankful for that. That's what's happening with that. Uh, I want to talk about hospitality. The question I get the most, <laughs> what about the coffee? 
What about the donut holes? So I'm going to tell you, this is a donut hole church, all right? So we did it one time for Caleb's birthday, and it was like so well received. I was like, I, well, we can't stop doing donut holes, I guess. So um, the Breaks Coffee, so my sister uh, and her husband, Corey, uh, own uh, the Breaks Coffee downtown, and uh, when you come to Invitation, you get Breaks Coffee prior to the pandemic. And so we will bring that back, but for right now, it's BYOC, bring your own coffee. I cannot wait until we can get that back, not because I like coffee, because I don't, but because I love hanging out with the hospitality people, all right? So uh, there's, a, there's a team, they have two or three people uh, every week, they come and set up all the coffee and get that all going, and and that will uh, come back. In the meantime, uh, they have a shop downtown, and so you can go and, and see them, and you're not going to get a discount if you mention me, so sorry, you're just probably not. I get a discount, but that's just because I'm family. So, um, but go and support them. They're super incredible people. I'm not just saying that because they're my family, but they're wonderful. So the Breaks Coffee, and the coffee's amazing, happens, turns out, right? Okay, so that's, oh, did I hear some claps? I hear some claps. You guys, settle down. Okay, uh, community groups. So when we launched Invitation, we said, hey, you know what? We don't want Sunday to be the main thing. We don't want it to be the only thing, the, the pinnacle of what we're trying to do. We want to make sure that, hey, like, What's happening the other 160 hours of the week, or other 159, however you want to talk about that, right? So we want that to be uh, something that's important. So there's community groups that would meet in homes and share a meal and just talk about what's going on in life and to just have enjoy, enjoy community. Well, that's not really possible right now. And so for spring 2020, uh, really to present, we do have some groups uh, that are doing some things uh, over Zoom. And so that worked, I think, for, for a little while for some groups, and then it kind of wore out its use uh, and its power. Uh, and so there's still some groups, if that's something that you'd be interested in, great, but we also know that it's just not the same as actually being together. And so we're excited to get some outdoor hangouts uh, launched in June, and so you can be watching for info on that just to get people um, back together, spending some time uh, together. And so we're going to have some things uh, in some parks around town that you can sign up to come and connect with some people. Because during this time, our church, although it might not always look like it, our church has continued to grow, both in depth and like with new people. And so if you can imagine walking into a new community with all of this going on, it's really hard. It's really hard. Like how, how would you meet people? How would you get to know people? How would that relational aspect look? And so I just want to say two things. If you see someone that's new, like even if like you do a wave, like even if you could like notice them, um, that's a big deal. But then in June, we're going to have opportunities to actually be um, in the same space. So that's coming. And then we're working toward a September 19th community group launch. We don't know, I'll be honest with you, what that is all actually going to look like. It's just something we're working on. Anybody have any, something like that in their garage? Like you're working on it, but it's just not, okay. That's what that is for us. All right? Oh, we're doing good. Two more slides. Uh, so our directional team, our elder board, if you serve on our directional team and our elder board, uh, there's two two-year terms that you can serve. So after a two-year term, 
if you liked it and you want to keep doing it, then you can do another term, which is awesome. And so for the last several years, uh, both Eric Boyd and Jared Godey uh, have been serving on our directional team. Uh, Eric Boyd has been our chair, and their terms actually ended already. But I said, we can't end this in the middle of a pandemic. We just need you to go down the slide one more time. Can you do that? And so we extended, so it was four terms and then like a halvesy term um, that we are going to have end in July. And I just need to tell you, they have been incredible, incredible leaders um, in this community. Eric, will you just raise your hand right where you are? Who they say thank you to Eric? I tell you what, like he is someone who has been of great help and support to me in the middle of all this and the staff, uh, just as we've had to make a ton of decisions and doing directional team meetings over Zoom, which is not the ideal way. The ideal way is with a meal and much more relational than that. But so thank you for the way you have served uh, our church in this time. So that's what's happening there. And so you will hear more information in the months to come about uh, the new people that are going to be joining uh, the elder board, the directional team. Okay, so that's that. Last thing, I'm going to invite the band up um, as we close this morning. So in 2020, I did not have very much time, very much space away from the daily grind of this deal um, for a couple reasons. One of the reasons was... We were doing, like many of you, we were doing school in our house, which was real easy, so that was fine. Uh, and then trying to do my best to provide uh, some leadership to this community. And so typically, I have like four weeks of vacation, and then I have like some personal days and, and all of that stuff. And we really didn't take make use of any of that uh, vacation time. And so we had a conversation on the directional team and I just said, I know that it would really help me um, in my leadership here and just in my life as a human uh, for me to just have a couple weeks just to not answer emails, not to be involved in all that's going on here and so the directional team is giving me July 1st to July 31st to just completely unplug um, from all of that. We are still going to have like some church in the park gatherings. So it's not that we're going to totally stop and not have anything, um, but I just need some space uh, to, to do that. So I know that many of you have been in other churches and you hear somebody talk like that and you wonder like what's wrong. Like, is there, are you okay? Are you, like, burned out? Like, you start to get nervous. Um, I need you to understand something, that I'm fine. Like, I'm good. Uh, I believe this is a decision that when you are healthy, you make. And I'm not saying that as any point of pride or look at me. I'm not, but I'm just saying that when you are in a place of health, you're able to realize what you need. Right? But when you're in a place where you're maybe not as healthy, like you don't really know, and you get in this cycle. And I'll tell you, a lot of people who do what I do have not made wise and healthy choices, and what's happened is they've hurt their churches because of that, because they didn't do the hard thing. 
And so if we have a Jesus in the New Testament who like gets away from the crowds, who gets away from the disciples, and he goes off to pray, if we have a Jesus who does that, pretty sure we have a Dave who (laughs) needs that too. And so um, I'm not going to be available through social media stuff or through email um, during those uh, 31 days. Um, But we also know that the needs are going to continue here. And so we have a team of four individuals who are going to be on call, one person um, each week of July, so that if there is something that unfolds in your family and you need someone to talk to, you need some um, kind of pastoral care, whatever, um, you'll be able to get that information and reach out to that person and just say, hey, can we schedule a time to jump on a Zoom and can we uh, talk about what's unfolding? And so we will continue to shepherd and provide care uh, for you, but I'm going to be playing a lot of baseball. Um, we're going to be at the baseball field four days a week, and I'm just going to take some space uh, just to breathe. I've got a stack of books that have been calling my name uh, for a while that I've not been able to get to, uh, but I also just need some space to exhale um, and just to really ask God um, what the next thing is uh, for us and for our church. Um, and so I just need you to understand that this is not the beginning of an ending of a season. Okay, do you hear me on that? Yeah. So I don't want you to think, oh, I'm, I'm tired, I'm burned out, I'm going to like go somewhere, I'm going to join the circus, I'm going to, you know, not to say I haven't ever been tempted this year, um, but I want to do this for a really long time. And I also need you to understand that a part of my story is what happens um, when the leader, the pastor of a church um, is unhealthy and makes decisions that end up hurting the family. I've experienced that. Um, That's the year 2000. And so I know intimately um, about this and I know the importance of caring for yourself. And I'm gonna ask you too, that you would consider like what you could do over these next several months to unplug, to take a break. I'm not saying you call up your boss, hey, my pastor says I need 31 days off in a row. (laughs) How's it feel? Does that work out? Um, But I wonder like what you could do to unplug. In the same way, if your phone's not working very well, you unplug it and then plug it back in later and that seems to work. Or the old school Nintendo thing where you go and then put it back in. And so I just wanna ask you as I'm gonna step back and take a break during the month of July, I wonder what that might look like in the context of your family. I'm not going to give you any answers uh, for that, but maybe that's a conversation that you could have uh, with the people in your circle uh, so that we can continue forward, because I just believe God has great things for this community. Uh, The virus has not stolen any of the plans of God in this place, and so I'm thankful to walk with you in these days. I'm thankful to be a part of all of this, and we're going to celebrate another birthday in September, and we're going to ask God to continue to be God and to stand in his place, and we're going to stand in our place, a place of dependence upon him and relying on those promises that have been spoken over us. So let's pray together. Lord Jesus, we thank you today just for the opportunity to have a little family meeting uh, to share some information and 
just to have it all out in the open about where things are and where we're heading in the days to come. God, I thank you for this church and for the gift that they are to me. I thank you for all of the ways that you are using them outside of this place, for the relationships that they're engaged in, for the conversations that are being had. I give you thanks and praise for that, that this is not the only place where resurrection is happening. The resurrection is happening in every corner of the city. And so we thank you that we have a role in seeing that unfold. God, I thank you for the directional team, for the elders of this church who have walked with the staff and myself so wonderfully during what has been a year that I would not like to do again. But God, we also receive the good that you've done. We also receive the deepening that has happened. We receive the joy that we've been able to experience in the middle of something that has been really dark and hard and confusing. God, I pray perseverance over this church. God, that we would be a perseverant people, that we would take the long view because of course our experience as humans is that there are years that are hard and complex and difficult. And we understand you as the Lord of all history. And you've promised the very first disciples that you're going to build your church and there's no power, there's no ruler that is going to tear any of that down because you do not let kings and people get in the way of what you are building because you are the almighty builder of your kingdom and we are thankful to participate in the ways in which we have been invited to participate. So I pray that this would be a spring and a summer of deepening for us, of growth for us. And this would be a year that we will look back on and we'll say yes. And not just remember that. Remember COVID-19, but remember God. Remember who God was. Remember what he was up to. Remember the good work that he did in us in those days. And for that, we're grateful people. In the name of Jesus, we pray.